This is a Rooster Teeth production. Gus and I are professionals. Okay, now we're recording. Now you're recording? <laughs> it's 10.36 uh-huh. on a Monday. Uh-huh. Beautiful Austin, Texas. Yeah. It's uh, south by, so we went as far away from the city as we could. <laughs> we are in, uh, what is this, Manchac and... Ben White? Ben White, yeah. We're at uh, Radio Coffee. I've never been here. We're very close to our old stomping grounds that we've talked about on a few occasions of uh, Blazer Laser Tag. Oh, yep, yeah. Just right down the road. <laughs> right down the road. <laughs> Over here. Uh, yeah, this place has been around, I'm going to say eight or nine. How long have I been divorced? Probably been around ten years. Which time? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I got the divorce the first time back. Get him! In, <laughs> Get him! I got the first. That's right. We all just woke up. <laughs> back in ah uh, uh, three. <laughs> when did I get divorced? Fuck. Uh, so we're at Radio Coffee. Last episode we were at All Gimmicks, which I think Ooh. is. Uh, Can we go back? Yeah, really. Oh might, might be one of our better reviewed places. Uh, I want to go there. I love that place. That was what if this becomes the all the official all gimmicks podcast show. We'll just <laughs> do it there. This is going to be a, a big audio texture episode. Just letting you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, last time we had Frank on, and we talked about Gus's strong hair, and we talked about a bank fight, and we talked about uh, wrapping a car around a post, and we talked about storage units. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all yeah. kinds of good stuff. Lots of stuff going on. Um, but this is now we're back to a guestless episode. So. Um, Radio coffee. That, we, we should have that dog on. There's like a, a, a like a dog that's walking around that fucking rules. Oh, that cool dog? Yeah, that dog's so cool. Oh, it's leaving. Yeah. That I dog was, is a good judge of character, we I determined. Was, I was going to try to get a picture, but I saw he was taken off. Uh, like, they just got him locked like, up now. Well, good morning, Gus. Hey. So, we were driving down here. This, this is kind of far from our studio. The studio we work at is pretty central, maybe a little north of central. And uh, radio's pretty far south, so we were talking a bit in the car on the way down here, reminiscing about old places. And uh, we started talking about an old restaurant that we used to go to that's uh, <laughs> that's closed. It's no longer around. It was there for years. It was there for decades. It must have closed. I must have still been married to Sarah when it closed. No, it closed like five years ago or six years ago. I don't think it was. When did it cl- It must have closed earlier than that. It was not that long ago. I'm going to look it up. They, you, they you only closed... Vamp. Because of uh, the typical Austin story, their uh, property tax bill started going high and became untenable. Yeah, that sounds right. What was the name of the place? El Gallo. And it was like a Mexican food place? Yeah, it was a Mexican restaurant. Okay. It's over on South Congress. It's by where uh, like Great Outdoors and uh, Great Outdoors is. I am so sorry. You are right. It closed in 2017. Yeah. I, I should have been frequenting it all those years. In my head, it was already gone. No, no, no. They it was cl- my favorite it, restaurant. It's fairly recent. And they... Uh, it was like an old-style Mexican restaurant. Yeah. You don't really get them like that anymore where you walk in and there's like a glass counter with like little Mexican candies. Oh, that, that's where you get the best pralines. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, there's like a basket of pralines on top of it. And, uh, you know, then someone like, you know, takes you into the restaurant. You sit down. It's all – it was. It used to be – it seemed like it was mainly like older people who always ate there. And it was the kind of place that when the plates come out, like the plate is scalding hot yeah. and you can't touch it because the whole thing was just in the oven. But all over the menu – they had little signs warning you, no substitutions, no changes. And uh, every now and then we would take, like if we had, this back when we worked at the call center, if we had like clients from out of town, we'd take them over to El Gallo to eat. And we'd always tell them like, hey, no substitutions, you can't change anything. And I felt like they always viewed it as a challenge. Yeah. They're always like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And like, they would try to like change something. You, Jeff, you also actually tried to change things well, all the time. Early, too. early on I did. I learned my lesson and I, I adjusted accordingly. 
because uh, I don't like sour cream, and they put sour cream on most stuff. Yeah. And so I'd be like, I'll take the cheese enchiladas, but can I get it without sour cream? And the lady would go, you'll like it. I'm gonna, you'll like it with the sour cream. Just trust me. Yeah. We know what we're doing here. I'm like, okay. And she just walk away. Like, like, I really don't like sour cream. She's like, you're going to like it. It was always, <laughs> I felt like we always had that same waitress, yeah. too. It was always that same uh, slightly older lady who would always take our order there. Did you ever end up liking it? No. <laughs> no, I just scooted to the side. But you learn your lesson pretty quick. Either order something different or keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, just like when we ordered uh, Veracruz here, and Jeff said <laughs> and Jeff got no avocado, and then I got Jeff's avocado. Yeah. <laughs> The guy, the guy was like, yeah, you're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great restaurant, though. It was one of those, like, you go and you can eat for, like, $8, and you leave full and probably sick, a little sick, like like a brick of cheese in your stomach, um, and just happy. It, but yeah, it's definitely like that old style. I feel like you don't see them like that anymore. Everything tries to be a lot more modern or fusion-y. This is very, like, of its time. Yeah. That's uh, a good point. Everything is fusion now. Yeah. yeah. It, it's terrible. Yeah. It's uh, it's like uh, there's an there's an old I watch King of the Hill all the time. There's an old episode of King of the Hill where Hank Hill's talking about Christian rock, yeah, <laughs> and he says you're not making religion better and you're making rock and roll worse. <laughs> uh, it's like sometimes there's no point in fusing two things together. Sometimes the thing the independent things are are fine the way they are. Yeah, and uh, El Guy was definitely signed. I mean, we talk we say that, but it's not around anymore. But it was there for like. I wanted, it was probably 60 like, years yeah, or something. 50 years or they something. might have just retired and wanted to be done. Yeah. A lot of times when businesses close, it isn't because they're failing. It's because they just want to be done, and they don't have, like, a family to pass it down to that wants to run it. Yeah. Or they don't want to sell it to a stranger, that, and then it has the name of all your hard work. Yeah. I get that. It's like the bear. Did you ever watch the bear? Yeah. Oh, the TV show, the yeah. bear. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought you were talking you, about you a bear. No, there, no, no. Because no, there's it. an advertising agency in Austin called the bear, and I wasn't sure what you were talking about. Oh, no, no, no. The Hulu show, the bear. Okay. Uh, or a production company, maybe not advertising. But yeah. No, no. Uh, but South by is going on. It's uh, it, it snuck up on me this year. Yeah, I me too. I, I feel like um, you know, back in 2020, South by canceled, and it was kind of at the start of the pandemic, and it was one of the the early harbingers of what was to come. And they didn't have it in 2021, so I guess it came back last year in kind of a limited fashion. It's back like in full swing this year. So I, I feel like I fell out of. Rhythm. rhythm with it, yeah. yeah, and just it kind of snuck up, and it really takes over the city for a week and a half, but over the course of two weekends, and it's just everywhere. Like traffic is gridlocked downtown, and uh, there's a lot more people at a lot of the places in Central Austin. It's like a uh, if you're the type of person who has friends, uh, you hear from them this time of year because they're they're yeah. visiting Austin around South by or ACL. It's a really interesting, it's an interesting phenomenon South by and. It's dialed back from where it was, I would say, at its worst, maybe around 2015, 2016, when it was the mo- when it was the biggest and the most corporate. And that was when, like, literally every parking lot in town and every gas station in town and every pita pit in town, uh, I, I referenced that because the pita pit downstairs from us had shows. Yeah, we don't, yep. uh, had a had, had like three dudes in a metal band playing, you know, or yeah. like a bluegrass band playing. And it's like you couldn't get away from it. I feel like it's dialed back enough now. It's not it's not as in your face as it used to be. But um, it has changed so much. Do you remember the first South By you went to? It probably wasn't until much later. I, I avoided South By until we started doing stuff with it yeah. uh, with Rooster Teeth. So I probably didn't go to South By till 04, 05. Wow. Yeah, somewhere around there. Just because living here is just the kind... 
you either embraced it or went to all the shows, or you avoided it because it made everything super crowded. And I was in the avoid uh, yeah. category. No. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. I know. I think the first one I went to, everybody has their story about how cheap their badge used to be, right? Uh, I think the first time I went was 95 or 96. And I bought a, I didn't even know what it was, but I really liked this band back in the day called Less Than Jake. It's like mm-hmm. a Scott punk band. And they were playing a show in Austin. It was at South By. So I had to buy a South By wristband to see them. It was like 36 bucks. And then I got in to see like 4,000 other shows and it was awesome. Um, it's a good 30, good spending of 36 bucks. It was a good spending of $36. I don't know what that thing costs now, but it's got to be in the $1,500 range, probably. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. But um, there's a lot of. Uh, it, I, th- I feel like it definitely start. It started as a music show, right? Yeah, and, and then they. I think they added on interactive and or probably film and then interactive. Right, but I feel like uh, it's definitely well known for the film aspect now as well. There's a lot yeah. of like movie premieres going on, a lot of big uh, um, activations, as the industry calls it, like uh, the, regarding film. Like Terry Crews driving around yesterday well, as, as his. Uh, as uh, yeah, his, President his, Camacho from. Uh, I don't know what it was for. For Mediocracy? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, what? I don't know what it's for. I, I don't need, it's I like don't a, a reference to a 20-year-old movie? I was hoping you guys knew because it was... I, I don't understand why you would do that now. I like that dude. I didn't like that movie. It seems like a weird stunt. Uh, so I didn't really... I don't what, know. What was wrong with Mediocracy? I still think it was a very good movie. Yeah. I, I didn't like it at the time. I don't think Mike Judge liked it. He was miserable because they the studio wouldn't stay out of it. Like he was, I've read stories about Mike Judge on that film wanting to quit because the studio wouldn't quit fucking with it and the movie that came out wasn't anywhere near what he wanted. Interesting. I wasn't a big fan, uh, personally. I wouldn't mind going back and rewatching it now. I rewatched it like a year or two ago. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, definitely not his best work, but uh, it's fine. It's, uh, it's, it's almost difficult to watch at this point um, just because it, it it was too prescient, mm. too uh, too a little too ahead of its time, and uh, it is a, it's a sh- it's a shame how prescient it was. Yeah, even what <laughs> like even watching like if I watch SNL and like you know they're 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 on doing like political jokes or things like that. I was like, man, I can't, I can't yeah. anymore. It's a it's, it's a little too much. I saw Nancy Pelosi yesterday. I saw her con- I saw her convoy. Yeah, Did she's in she's in town. Did y'all get coffee for South by? No, <laughs> I just saw like. Eight SUVs driving down the road with their lights on. Like, I'm pretty sure it was her. Black yeah, it was SUVs. Yesterday? Yeah. Okay. I um, it was like uh, down by where Hooters used to be. Okay. The the reference spots you guys have for this fucking town. It's are, over at uh, River, Riverside and Martin Springs. I know exactly what he's talking about. That's exactly oh. what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, so, he knows the oh, spot that I saw it. The Hooters that Charles Schultz owned. Yeah, the Hooters that the Schultz family owned. <laughs> Did you know that? The Peanuts family owned Hooters? <laughs> well, they owned the land that that Hooters was on. <laughs> Snoopy owned a Hooters? Yeah, Snoop, Snoopy and Woodstock owned a Hooters. They owned it, the land that, that Hooters time. was on, yeah, yeah. And then they sold it, and now there's uh, condos there. Yeah. Um, the building kind of looks like a router. It's interesting. Oh, I don't think I've ever paid The one behind to it, it, yeah. yeah. It, looks like, it looks like a like a 2015 like router, or like... Like, uh, I don't remember any of the failed video game consoles, like Awea or OnLive or those, but, like, yeah. one of those that, like, was trying to compete with PlayStation. That uh, that part of town, man. If you've ever, if you ever live in Austin and you ever have to do, like, home remodeling and renovation, you know that that's right by the permit office. It's right down there. Oh, I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, it, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you become that's very, where Snoopy owned a Hooters? <laughs> yeah, right across the street from there. Oh, well, catty corner to it. Uh, you are very familiar with that fucking building, trying to get anything done around here. It's like, goddamn nightmare. Yeah, they, the, the rules about that, I don't know how much you pay attention to it. The rules about that are so finicky and so weird. Like, um, the difference between 
a remodel and a teardown. So if you ever drive, that's why you leave the door. You leave like the one, facade up. Yeah, you leave like one wall up, and you're like, it's not a teardown, it's a remodel. Look, there's still the and wall. And then the way, the way it works is when you're three quarters of the way through construction, that then, yeah. tear, it accidentally falls down. Right. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> no, guess I got to rebuild God, that too. God damn it! We were trying to preserve it. Yeah, it's like oh. It's 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 funny that it's so transparent and that's just that's just the way it works. Like yeah. there's so many seemingly empty lots you'll drive by around here that just have like one wall held up by two by fours. Yep. Uh, while everything else has been raised, you're like, I know what's going on here. I wonder if it's like that in everybody else's town or if that's just an awesome thing. I don't remember seeing that other places. I feel like it's also maybe the the land code or the yeah. the, the the code changed in general because I don't, I feel like it wasn't like that in the past. I feel like that's a uh, in the last five, ten years kind of thing where you see just one wall up on an empty lot. It also seems to, like, any lot that, uh, like, almost any teardown becomes an AB now. And I oh, think yeah. that that's a, uh, there's, like, ordinance change that requires it if you're, if you're a certain distance from a major road. Mm. I think you have to do an AB for certain units. I think it's their their workaround to try to get yeah. more housing density without actually addressing the right, real problem. Right. Uh, and plus, the developers can make more money. So you take it's one always, lot and you sell two houses on it. It's just always interesting to see which neighborhoods adhere to that and which don't. You know? Yeah. I I looked at a house years ago, before I bought my first house. This would have been back in '09, and uh, I was I was on a mission to find the cheapest house in Austin, <laughs> and uh, I looked at a lot of really dumpy places but uh one house i looked at was an eb like that and they didn't share a wall i the house i looked at was a house in the backyard of another house mm -hmm. and uh it was a cute little house and it had three bomb shelters <laughs> like, really yeah if you walked out the back door was this a new house no uh it was a remodeled old okay. house and if you walked, they left one wall up. Uh, if you walked out the back door and then looked down, there was a bomb shelter right there. And then if you walked out into the front yard, uh, there were two different like big steel plates you could lift up that were, that went down to uh, another bomb shelter. So I, there were three hatches, but I think there were actually only two bomb shelters. Okay. Uh, <laughs> under this house. That's cool though. Yeah, but but you didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. The problem was that you had to drive through the other house's yard to get to yeah. your house. Yeah. Uh, in the back, there was lots of weird quirky houses like that that's like every house on the east side now it's like yeah. you either have a house in your backyard or a house in your front yard yeah depending on which one you live in but uh you know i was uh i, I was born oh, we'll go, i'm gonna rewind just a bit here because i forgot to talk about something i was born here in austin and uh my parents were college students when i was born and uh the first place i ever lived in austin was right there next to el gallo that restaurant we were talking about there's a little apartment complex that's like right next to it. It's not open anymore. It's, so that's it's where you lived down. when you were born. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's like all fenced off. I think they're going to tear down and build condos there. But uh, that's the very first place, <laughs> my very first apartment in Austin uh, after I got out of my mom uh, <laughs> was, the, was those apartments after you right moved, there. After you moved out of your mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should ask your mom if you ever went to El Gallo as a baby, as a newborn or a toddler. I don't think so because I've been there with her. Uh, and we've eaten there, and she never brought it up. I feel like it's something she would have brought up. Mm. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no, probably not. Um, no pictures of me uh, there back then, but definitely pictures at some of the other apartments that I'd lived in uh, around Austin back then in the late 70s. That's wild. I, I, rem I have memories of one. We lived off of Old Torf for a while when I was really small, and I have memories of, of that one. Um, I remember <laughs> it's weird the things you remember when you were a little kid. Yeah. I remember watching the Munsters a lot there. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, that's like I, I remember watching the monster. I remember playing with like a little radio controlled car that I had. What is your? We were talking about this the other day in a different podcast. What's your earliest memory? It might be that because I was really young at that time. I really? remember watching the monsters and playing with this little radio controlled car. I remember. Uh, I have a vague memory of a shopping center, and when I described it to my mom, she said it was the Hancock Center. Hmm. Uh, but I guess it looked different back then because that's why yeah. I didn't recognize it. I was like, I was describing these planters and like what I remembered. And she's like, oh, it's like, that's what the Hancock Center used to look like, but it doesn't look like that anymore. So like, those are some of my earliest memories. You know what's wild about that Hancock Center? You know, there's that big ass Sears that closed yeah. down there. It was there forever. We looked at that as a potential building for RT for a while. It has a fucking movie theater under it. A full really? movie theater oh, under I didn't, it. I didn't know that. Yes. That Sears, this entire time, has had like a, uh, a one or two screen movie theater under it that we would have had access to if we huh. moved there. It, it, every time we go to Hancock Center, I think about how that was almost where we go. Yeah. Like, it it was like, man, when I first heard that that was a place we were looking at, I'm like, I was praying. I'm like, that would be so, so cool. sick. You're walking distance to a Wendy's? Oh, man. <laughs> and a Jimmy John's? Whoa, Or not a Jimmy John's, a, a Jersey, Jersey Mike's. Mike's. Jersey Mike's and right there. And the Freebirds. Yep. And H-E-B. Yeah. It, like, it's such a, it was, it's so big, and fuck, nothing is there. <laughs> it is still they're, they're, empty. They're going to renovate it. Concrete. It's going to become uh, H-E-B. They're going to rebuild a Hancock Center H-E-B over there. Are they really? Yeah. What? Yeah. So what, wow. So what's the old H-E-B going to be? It's all going to be H-E-B. Oh, thank you. God, they're gonna you know all those little businesses in yeah. between. They're gonna get rid of all of those, hey, and then it's just gonna you know all what be they, You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're joking. No, it, it, I'm, dude, I'm, I, that I'm is that rules. That's rules so yeah. hard. That parking lot for that HEB sucks. Mm -hmm. If it takes all of that Sears space and you have all of that parking and everything around it, that's the only HEB I'm ever gonna go to. You know what they call that HEB? Huh? Club HEB. Because it's where all the college students hang out and work. Oh wow, it is. That's a very college. When you you see it now, yeah. Like when you go there next time, you'd be like, oh, this really is Club HEB. That's yeah. funny. Every time I had like an intern, and we'd be like, oh, we need this or that. That's the HEB that they would go to because mm -hmm. I think it's the only one that they're like familiar with. Unless yeah. they were students who lived off of Riverside, then it's the Riverside HEB. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that HEB. It's nice now. They, they, rebuilt, they rebuilt it, it yeah. since we since we uh, we. Lived I was down an there. Albertsons guy back then. Oh God! Remember yeah, you Allison's? were. Yeah, yeah. It's over there uh, across Pleasant Valley from where the HEB is now. I I didn't understand HEB until I moved here because it was something that I heard you, people talk about. Yeah, you guys talk about or whatever. Love it. And then moved here and went like, oh, this is just a be this is a better grocery store. Yeah. It like, I I like a I like a Ralph's. I like a Vaughn's. I'm a I'm an Albertsons guy. That those are all fine. And then now you go to HEB and you go, this is just a it's just a little bit better. Yeah. And it has the things in a grocery store that I didn't know that I wanted. And they're all right there. And you can tell they care. They give a shit about yeah. Texas. Yeah. yeah. I That's really nice. do. <laughs> the government P really political. leans on them to uh, <laughs> privatize uh, disaster response. <laughs> it goes to the HEB. Political issues aside, HEB does a lot of good for the state. Yeah. It's uh, it's great. It really, like, you know, you live in Minnesota and you're listening to this and you're like, it's a fucking grocery store. Yeah, but you probably have a thing like that in your hometown where yeah. you're like, oh, this is that business that does this thing. It's the same thing. Ex yeah, except it's statewide. Except yeah. Dallas. I think they don't have any I don't think they have in any, Dallas. Yeah, I don't have, think you, uh, have you been to the Lake Austin Boulevard HUB? Yeah, I went the there like a couple days after they opened. It's confusing. Really? I, got, I haven't been yet. What, so, what, do you, what do you mean it's confusing? So, like, yeah, that area, there used to be a Randall's there and they tore it down. It was not a very big parking lot. So... They filled the entire lot with HEB, so all the parking is underground in a garage now. Okay. Very California style. Yeah. yeah. So you park, and then you take an escalator up, and 
then you think you're in the H-E-B, but you're not. That's just the level with the pharmacy and a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have to take the escalator up again, and then it's you're uh, then you're in the H-E-B. It, it depends on how low you park. You might have to take it another time. Okay. And then that's like the whole H-E-B, and then you come out, and you have to, by the way, you have to take, well, I guess there's an elevator. You have to take an elevator or escalator up the whole way, and then you come out, and you cannot take the escalator back down. How do you get back down? You have to either take the stairs or the elevator. Oh. And uh, the whole... isn't there a cart escalator that goes down? Yes, but there is a cart escalator that goes up. I didn't see one that goes down. Oh. I don't know if I just didn't see it or if it wasn't working The one at Whole Foods goes down. Right. The one at Whole Foods, you can put your cart on and stand with it. Yeah, it's awesome. The cart escalator at H-E-B is a separate escalator for your cart. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Because if it breaks, you can't take your cart up. Have you seen it happen yet? No, I went like... Two days after, but it could happen. I I've seen it happen. Have you really? Not not there, but yeah, there was a Target back in my hometown that had that. It was the escalator that you go up and the separate cart escalator that you take it up, and then you just keep going, and the thing in the middle breaks, and then you just go, uh huh. Well, shit, there it goes. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of your stuff from the first floor is stuck in between floors, and you stand there while somebody does not come to help you. Yeah. At least with like the Whole Foods one, it's a ramp, so it still works. If it's not working. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm, I'm just a little concerned about that. I don't know. I only went once. It was new. It was crowded. I didn't. I was just overwhelmed. And uh, uh, Yeah, I hear you. I'm excited to check it out. I want to make an event out of it when I go. We're not too be far a... from it right now. We can get over there. I mean, we're kind of far, but we're right by the highway. We can get Ooh, over there. Do you like a field trip? Yeah. Like a, and the field trip? They have a, I think they have a coffee shop there. Oh, let's do an episode there. Okay. If not, it's right by Mozart's. I, we should do Mozart's. Yeah, anyway. yeah. We, we need to do Mozart's on the list. Uh, I will say, last time I went to a grocery store with you, there was a different third person, and he fucked up the whole thing. Uh, I don't have that uh, same kind of uh, despair or distress with Gus. So I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> relitigate old issues, mm-hmm. but I'm so glad you were as frustrated as I was with that exchange. Gavin came up with a game. I and had then, no idea who you were talking about. <laughs> Gavin came up with a game, and then when we kept asking him the rules... He came up with a game and then didn't tell us about it, and then Andrew told us about the game, and we all thought it was Andrew's game, and Ga- and had many conversations with Gavin around it. Gavin let us all think it was Andrew's game. We'd ask him direct questions, and then all go like, well, I guess we'll have to wait for Andrew. <laughs> it's like <laughs> We wasted 40 minutes in a grocery store trying to film this thing. This fucking sucks. Only to find out that... Gavin was the gatekeeper the whole time. Hey, everyone. Did you know this year is Rooster Teeth's 20th anniversary? That's right. Whether you've been with us for 20 years or 20 days, we could not have gotten here without your support. So to show our appreciation, we're making 20 special anniversary episodes from some of your favorite shows to celebrate our 20-year history. Best part is they're all mystery surprise videos. Every Friday, a mystery video will be available on roosterteeth.com just for first members, and the title of the video will be revealed on Saturday and made available for everyone the following week. Uh, We love giving out surprises, but we couldn't keep everything a secret for the whole 20 weeks of anniversary episodes. So to kick off our anniversary, we're going to tell you what four of the episodes will be. So get excited for new special episodes of Rage Quit, Chump, Master and Apprentice, and Camp Camp. That's all you get for now, so tune in to RoosterTeeth.com every week to see what the other 16 episodes will be. Maybe your favorite series will return. Maybe it won't. There's only one way to find out. Uh, We're incredibly thankful uh, for your support over these last 20 years uh, and hope that you're as excited as we are to see all these awesome shows make a return. Again, that's only at RoosterTeeth.com. Anyway, we should go to that AGB and do an episode. Don't worry, I will not uh, have secret games. Thank you. So Uh, mad. 
I, I will say, so, you know, we're singing all the praises of HUB. They're great. Um, I, I do I do have one small issue with them. Okay. They make uh, many store products, like store HUB versions of Creamy, other products. Creamy Creations. Uh, that uh, it's cheaper. Like a, it's, the, it's just the store brand. They, they recently, well, I don't know, rec- I recently noticed that they have, like, a store brand Takis. It's no good. It's oh, no really? Good. Yeah, what are they called? Lokitos. Lokitos? I I, I, I had the same reaction you did, Eric, (laughs) and then I bought them, and I tried them. I was like, oh, no, I want want Takis. I don't think I've ever eaten a Taki in my life, but my daughter inhales them. So good. She's obsessed with spicy Takis. Are they all spicy? I don't Uh, know. They're the blue bag, the blue ones. Oh, those are like the the scorpion? Is that what they're called? Those are like the extreme ones. I don't know. You said the blue bag, and my mouth started watering. (laughs) Blue or I don't know. I like like the original. That's my my favorite. Yeah, Yeah. I stick with the, the classic. That's uh, like what you would get uh, in like on break in uh, high school, and like Sabrina and all of her friends would go and get like the takis, and then they would like eat them loudly in class. I felt like growing up on the border, all of the snacks we would get like from Mexico was all like shit that would melt the enamel off your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like yeah. Lucas, yeah, Lucas and yeah. Salimon yep. and shit like that. Yep. Was, I, I remember one time in college, I like I'd gone home. For a break, I don't know if it's spring break or something. I came back with like a bunch of Mexican snacks and candy for all my uh, roommates, and uh, one of them was like I was eating like a salimon, which yeah. is just like salt and like a le- like a lime concentrate. It's yeah. like really really intense. And one of my roommates wanted to try it, and I gave him one. And I remember his, he put it in his mouth, and his like drool just started <laughs> dripping out of his mouth. And he was like, "What are you doing? What is this? What are you doing to me?" Like he was so fucking terrified. <laughs> That stuff is the best. We, it's that, and it's like ta- like tamarindo stuff, oh, yeah, and yeah. like you just like people just don't know what like all these other flavors are. And I feel like it's more globalized now. I feel like a lot of those things start at the border and then work kind of like work they go. Out. Oh, yeah. this thing worked. We'll move it up, yeah, and yeah. it can go other places now. But man, it's like extreme talkies. It's that. true. Yeah. Like high school in Alabama in the nineties, those things did not exist to us. We had Andy Caps, flaming hot cheddar fries. Oh my god, that's what we ate. Everybody was obsessed with those. <laughs> I saw those in a in uh, vending machines a couple of times, but get some, dude. They got the regular ones. Good. The flaming hot or the fuck. They're still around, I'm sure. I meant back it, then. Yeah. Andy Cap's still shilling his cheddar fries. Yeah. He that guy hates his wife. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Is that comic still around? <laughs> I assume so. He, he didn't get Scott Adams. To, <laughs> or I should say, he didn't Scott Adams himself. <laughs> he kept his goddamn mouth shut. <laughs> I bet Andy Cap has some strong views about immigrants. I'm just saying that right now. I think so. it's, 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 if the cap is any indication, <laughs> I think he's got That's some the hat ho- of a man who's got he's got some opinions. He's got some hot takes that I think he's need got, to he's go. Got, he's got to go fresh, away. He's got hot takes and even hotter cheddar fries. <laughs> <laughs> so the South by episode is what this is. <laughs> Instead of we're talking about HGB uh, all I time. went. I went to South by. I did one panel at South by last year. I think you were on it too. Uh, uh, we did it over yeah. at, the, at the Marriott. Oh, we did a panel to seven people at the Marriott. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, there was, p- people that showed up were really into it. Yeah, it, it was kind of a a weird thing where we didn't really promote it because at first it was like badge required, yeah. and then like the day before they were like, oh, no badge required. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it like, like oh, okay, so change everything that we've been doing. Got oh, it. Cool. Okay, so. Uh, a few people showed up. Well, our our history with South by is interesting because you know we're now twenty years old. I feel we're a couple Rough. weeks shy of yeah. twenty years old. We're we're essentially twenty years old. And hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, oh, dude, I want. Well, I'll tell you a story in a second. Uh, and we have gone through. We've run the gamut of being like 
the fresh new internet yeah. company, Bell of the Ball, and then dip down in, and then uh, and not a new story anymore, and then the next wave where we were we were doing it independently and and growing and becoming an animation studio in America, and then we had that kind of heat, and then we've did we've kind of we kind of like a snake a little bit, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, so we've been very like. South by is very excited to have us. To South by being like, we don't know who you are, yeah. you know, throughout the course of our history, and uh, I'm kind of happy to be on the other end of it. Like we did a lot of South by work over the years, yeah. and I don't really know what we not. This is not meant to be negative for South by, but I don't know what it got us at any point. I think it, it's the intangible stuff, right? It's, it's like cachet stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's the exposure, like, it's the headlines, it's it's not uh, the cars driving by with its trunk open. Bernie can say he did a keynote. Well, it's, yeah, it's not even that. It's like. <laughs> People, other people who read the headlines or who read the stories, uh, you know, this like just getting your name, keeping your name, in uh, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, that, that's really what it boils down to. It's not the direct thing that happens in the room; it's the conversation that happens about the room. I think it's just that, like, being in that conversation, I get it, but I just don't know what that has. Like, we've never been cool to that crowd. No. We've only... I've never been cool, The only period. conversation we need to be a part of is the conversation of the audience. Yeah. You know? I just... I, I feel like... Looking back over the body of uh, 20 years of work over Rooster Teeth, I just wonder what... What our investment in some of those things well, got us. I, I felt like it was never... I don't regret it. It I was just, never like it was a, a ton of work to prepare for those, necessarily. It's not like we had to do... We, uh, the other core part of our work suffered for sure, South sure, by sure. preparation. So I don't know that it necessarily derailed anything. It's just uh, it, it, I always felt like it was an additive thing. I guess so. Yeah. You never know, man. Like I mean, it's unquantifiable. Yeah. Like, it, did do did we get some gig or some job because someone read a headline about us at South by? Like, or did we, we bump into the right person and we didn't realize it at the time? Right. No, it's totally true. It's the same way it was like, if you look at all the conventions we did back in the old days when you and I were humping pallets across the country yeah. left and right, we we made next to no money doing those. Yeah. We, we didn't lose money. We more than broke even, but we never made money. Right. It, we paid for the trip. And we always thought that it was worth it for community outreach. Yeah. So that you could go in and and shake the hand of and take a photo with three or four hundred people in Orlando that were Rooster Teeth fans yeah. or Baltimore or wherever. Um, and I guess maybe in the same way it's worth it in that respect. It's just like, man. Yeah. I uh, I saw a, a post online the other day by uh, someone that was like, um, share your meeting a Rooster Teeth person experience. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope I was never a dick to anyone. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of really positive stuff. All and, of them. Yeah, a, a, uh, yeah, all of them. And it really reinforces what you're talking about. Like, a lot of people who remember meeting someone, having, like, a positive experience, and, like, really, um, um, I don't know, just really going away from it with, with good feelings. And I feel like that goes a long way. And I wish that we still did that too, well, uh, did that I, more to an extent. I, I agree. I just feel like that, like that is intrinsically so much more valuable than having a forty-five minute panel oh, at yeah. the Fader Forge absolutely, or absolutely. the Cottonelle Lounge or whatever. Well, that's, that's what I was driving at when uh, was a few episodes ago, like before our break, talking about like what's next? Do we take this on the road? Is this something else? Like, is it convention appearances? Is it a live show where you can like meet and shake hands and all that stuff? You know, it's like that stuff is fun. Here's the thing. All through my 20s, we did that with Mega64 yeah. and did that every weekend. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was like constant travel and people would be like, oh, I'm so jealous. You're going to travel all the time. It's like, you have, no idea, <laughs> you have no idea what goes into this. It is fun, but you have no idea what goes into yeah. this. 
and then eventually you kind of like you get sort of jaded to it and then it becomes just a thing you have to do and then you stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. And now I feel like we're all on the other side where it's like, shit, I kind of miss that, but if there's a way where I can do it in a way that's more beneficial without having to go argue with a union guy to get a pallet, like, what is that version of it? Plus, I think coming out um, after the past couple years of pandemic worry and isolation, it's, I'm still a little trepidatious about it but you know we're definitely on the end of it where um it's getting more comfortable and more um every day again yeah Yeah. you and i did a convention last year which we don't ever do yeah um but we did one in vegas together yeah and it was so much fun it was it really was it was such a like well first off the way we get to do conventions now compared to the way we used to do them totally night and day night and day uh now gus and i just we we're very fortunate that we just get to show up and sit behind a booth and <laughs> meet people and meet people. Yeah. Um, we still try to have fun. We still try to have fun. We still try to give people. We always wanted to give people like a thirty-second comedy show. Yeah, it was what you and I always, I, I think, like strove to do. Right. Uh, and uh, just give people like a really hard, funny thirty seconds. And uh, and I, I I do love that. I love that little show you and I used to do in the booth together. And it was fun to get to do it again. We uh we tried to have fun with our uh, travel companions too. We were uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a you know, there's like a a monorail. What do they call it? Like a, <laughs> a like a tram, a monorail that uh, goes by the convention center there. Uh-huh. And we were with like a big group of people. And uh you know when you're with a big group, the group moves slow. You're always you're the, a big group can only move as fast as the slowest person. Was it just me you and Emily? Yeah, it was uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> me, you, you, Emily, and myself. We're getting a little antsy because it's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, we get up to the monorail uh, station, and there's a there's a train there. Yeah. We're like, oh shit, the doors are about to close. No one else is here. Let's just hop in and beat everyone back to the hotel. So we like jump on the train. We're like, fuck you. Yeah, to the Joneses and the Ruby Girls and everything. They're all coming up, and we're like <laughs> <laughs> laughing at them, pointing, and you're going, yeah, you idiots. We, we got on the train going in the wrong direction. It cost us an extra 20 minutes. But then we went way out of our way. By the time we got back to the hotel, it was like, where were you? Where have you been? What's going on? Like, we oh. were halfway to Reno before we got to turn around. We were like, oh, we're just big idiots. We tried to be funny instead. We're just stupid and wasted a bunch of time. I like where you're going with this, though, Eric, because as much as I even love that, like that little experience you and I got to have uh, kind of walking down memory lane in Vegas last year and doing that booth thing, that's great, and I love that because you can meet you know, a couple hundred people throughout the course of a day or a weekend. But I still think, for my money, if we're, I, I want to get the most out of where we go, when we go. And so, to me, that's a, a live show. Yeah. Because you can entertain four or 500 people it, it, way more efficiently than you can uh, throughout the course of a day at a, at a panel well, or a booth. And I, I, maybe there's a show here. I feel like... This is the perfect segue, and we would be very remiss uh-huh. not to mention that RTX is the summer. Yes. And that's like having doing what you're talking about on yeah. home turf. Yeah, tickets yeah. are on sale now, by the yeah. way. They will come to Austin. I'm sure, we, I'm sure we'll have an animal panel or do a recording I or something. I guarantee you we'll have an animal panel. Yeah, yeah I, I already put in for it. Okay, yeah. there, there you go. And it's, it's, it's kind of a way to do that without, without us having to yeah. do the travel side of it. Yeah, uh, but I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree. And I, I didn't mean to discount RTX. It's just kind of like a given RTX to me. But um, And also, like my other podcast, Face, probably won't have a lot of a presence, so I'll want to over-index on the Anima side uh, at RTX. Uh, but I just 
I don't know. You and I travel very well together. Yeah. And I kind of enjoy. I don't want to do like a, a big thing, but if we were to do it once in a while, I think yeah. it'd be a lot of fun. I think I think if we could pick a day here and there and, and see if it's something we can put together, I think you'd be into it. I, we just have to pick the right cities and the right times and all that stuff. And like the, I, to me, it's the right venues, not not overreaching and finding something that we're comfortable with. You know what would be. Great, and we're just kind of spitballing here. We have no, yeah, yeah. We did not talk about this ahead just, of time. Yeah, just so everyone knows, we haven't talked about this no. outside <laughs> of these recordings. What we're no. doing right we now is all we've talked again. about it. No. Yeah. We no. probably we'll talk about something totally different yep. in the car ride home. Yep, absolutely. What, what great was if we came up with, if we could do touring episodes at locations we've been to in the past yeah. where some of these stories happen. Well, they make sense. Like if we went back to San Jose and did a recording at Cinnabar. Oh, that's a that's uh, a really fun idea. Uh, or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the places that we talked about or. Steakhouse in Orlando, or, or you know. <laughs> Don Vito's. <laughs> yeah, Vito Steakhouse. Vito's, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I just think there's something here. We come out to uh, Hustlin' by Rick Ross, and yeah. <laughs> the show starts, and then it's sitting in comfy chairs and talking because it's that's what the show is, right? It's, yeah. It's just conversation, and I think that there's a misconception with people who don't consume podcasts like this regularly, and what a live podcast show should be because I'm a guy who listens to a lot of podcasts and I don't mind live episodes mm. as long as they stick kind of close to what their format typically is. Yeah. But when they go way off the mark and do something totally different for a live show, it's like, ah, I'm not really into this. Yeah, it's like, I appreciate your desire to reinvent the wheel. Yes. But the wheel is why we came. The, yeah, right. It's yeah. The, the thing that I want is my regularity and I know that people will always cry about audio quality at live yeah. shows. But if you're listening to this, I don't ever want to hear you talk about a live show podcast because we are six feet from a fucking this, street. This is texture. This yeah. is totally insane. Different. Here comes the South Park Meadows bus. It's so crazy yeah. that like we can do a podcast like this and just it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And it's totally so fun. I I think live shows for this would be like a lot of fun. Going somewhere and having people come and watch I think it would be a lot of fun also I want to put a lot more work in I, I know that Anma was designed to be no work for us and just to tell old stories <laughs> oh god but I don't know I'm feeling real. I've just really been enjoying it and yeah. connecting with it lately and I'm feeling more f more uh, like a desire to, to do more with with it yeah as an entity let's do it let's figure it out let's 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 talk about it outside the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, well, here's what we do. We'll have a second show we call Sausage Talk. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll no, talk no. about the behind the scenes <laughs> of Anma. Son of a bitch. So, we'll call it <laughs> um, Talky Talk. <laughs> Ooh, I'm into it. Um, uh, you know, we're, like, like we said earlier, we're sitting here at the intersection of uh, Menchaca and um, Ben White. And I don't know how prevalent this is in other cities, but one of the things that drives me crazy here is when streets change the way they're spelled or when street signs are inconsistent yeah like i'm looking at that manchaca sign over there that i know used to say manchaca and i know everyone used to say manchak yep. it's over there oh, are you talking about how they renamed they manchaca? renamed the city or renamed the street why did they do that to try to because i think the person it was named after his, their name was actually manchaca yeah but the more common name is manchaca so they they spelled it the other way as a mistake, and it was that way for many years. And they finally reverted. They're trying it to fix it. To well, I'm just going to call it Manchac. Right. Everyone calls it Manchac. The other street. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Depending where you are on the street, the street name is spelled different ways on the sign. Where? Peyton Gin. It's either P A Y or P E Y T O N. Never I, thought about that. I've seen it both ways on different parts of that street. Wow. I want to go look into that now. That's interesting. Uh. Yeah. So it's just it's it's. 
it's infuriating to me when they can't get a uh, consistency. Have you ever lived this far south in Austin? The furthest south I've lived was like off of Riverside. Well, I guess I take it back. Remember, I lived over there by Barton Creek Mall for a while. Yeah, that's kind of far south, but it's a little. It's not. West it's not too. as. Yeah, I think uh, it's a little northwest of here, but yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, um, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. There's one more thing I remembered about street names. Please, I please. Say real fast. Yeah. I don't know if you ever, if you've ever seen this. Um, I keep an eye. Like I get emails about like real estate listings. I just like looking at houses in Austin. Uh, I'm not looking to move or anything, but it I just, just like to it's just an age up. thing. But the yeah, houses, it, yeah, it's it's an age thing, and the houses in Austin are fucking awesome. Yeah, and like it's it's just fun. Yeah. But sometimes I'll get listings out in Maynard as yeah. well, which is one of the suburbs like east of here, and. Uh, I always laugh. There's a street in Maynard called Shooter McGavin. <laughs> yeah, which is like the villain from uh, uh, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Holy shit. And, I, and I've always it's like you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Right. Yeah. And I've always wondered why that street was called Shooter McGavin. And I actually saw a story, uh, I forget where it was, in the Chronicle or somewhere a couple weeks ago, that explains how Shooter McGavin Street came to be. How? And I guess like the developer said that you know, when they're planning and building developments, they have to submit all the street names they want to the to the city and there's like they talk about the process and how the city won't approve a street if it's too similar to another street name like they don't want confusion and yeah. this whole ordeal and I guess like whatever the street was supposed to be called got rejected and it was like the day before they needed to like finalize everything so the developer was just like yeah I just thought I just thought I'll just go to an Adam Sandler movie uh, and he picked like Shooter McGavin like just at random because it was from an Adam Sandler movie and so now there's a Shooter McGavin that's, road dude, that's awesome. out in Maynard that's so cool <laughs> Let me ask you a question. So, Happy Gilmore, you watch that movie. The love interest in it is Julie Bowen, right? And then you don't see her for 20 years, and then she's in Modern Family. Yeah. Where was she? She was on a bunch of, like, TV and stuff. I must have just missed that. Yeah. 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 She, I think she was on, like, like basic cable kind of okay. stuff or whatever. She's around, like, in movies here and there, and then that. Because I remember watching the first episode of uh, that show that I watched, mm. and I'm thinking, like, holy shit, is that the Happy yeah. Gilmore lady? Yeah. And it was. It's great. Good for her. Yeah, there you go. Hey, <laughs> we're right around the 40-minute mark, so we should probably talk about Radio Coffee. That's uh, fine. Mine was like an eight and a half. Good. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't know if I'd go that high. I'd go maybe seven. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right around seven, eight. Uh, I will say that when you get coffee here, the the inside of this coffee shop, fucking cool. Yeah. It's all like this dark yeah. wood and a bunch of people hanging out. I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. It's, it's too cool it's kind of It's kind of like kind of buzz milly. It's, it's a bar yeah. also. Yeah, So it's it definitely also a bar. Yeah. Um, but man, when they ask, "Oh, you want these coffees for here to go?" and it's like, "Oh, for here," got glasses and mugs and coffee like that out of a mug. It's it, so it, much it better. It enhances the experience. It is so much better than a fucking paper cup. There was a grackle hopping by over there that had shit on its back. Oh yeah. Oh, the Bird City out here, bunch of dogs. It's it's also huge. Yes, yeah. like it there's is. so much room here, and it's deceptively big. Yeah, um, because when you're on Manshack and you're on the street right here, you don't realize there's a whole backside on the other side of the coffee shop that has like four food trucks. Yeah, at Veracruz Tacos, which we got. Yeah, there's a place called Brisket. Yeah, but spelled biscuit with a br, so it's like some sort of a brisket biscuit. Which oh, sounds amazing. That yeah, sounds yeah. very good. Um, there's bands that play here and everything. Yeah. Dante from our uh, IT department has a couple of bands that'll play here. I think Dog Island and another one called The Mellows, and they they play here every once in a while. A lot of a lot of folk bands play here. Yeah, I remember. Um, I was here on a Saturday not so long ago, mm -hmm. and they had like a whole outdoor market for uh, like deaf artists and artisans, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's really cool. Um, 
And you're talking about how big this place is. That was all over here. And then my, I was here because my cousin, his husband, uh-huh. uh, was having a birthday. Mm-hmm. His, I think his 40th. And so a ton of friends from around the country and the world came in. So there was probably 50 or 60 people here for that. And this place still had room for another 100 people. Wow. It's huge. Yeah. It's and they, my cousin did the coolest fucking thing. He did an Austin scavenger hunt uh-huh. for his husband's birthday. And we all just spent the day driving around taking pictures of landmarks. It was so cute. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. I feel like there's not enough scavenger hunts in the world uh-uh. anymore. <laughs> uh, Jordan Swear's wife, Holly, did that for her birthday. One really? Year. Yeah, we went downtown Smart. and started at, like, Russian House, and then we got clues. Like, she, put, it was her birthday, so she put it all together, and she loved it. And then it was us guessing clues to, like, go to the next place, and it's like, we're going to get a shot here, and then we're going to go eat here. Nice. It was fun. Um, radio is very cool. I like this spot. Down the road, there's uh, a record. There's a long John Silver. There was a long John Silver. There's a record shop, and then... End of an ear? Uh, yeah, and yeah. then across from that is that, like, I don't know what you call it, like an antique shop or... Oh. What the fuck is it called? Uh, Uncommon Objects? Yes. Oh, yeah. It used to here? be down on yeah. South Congress. Yeah. And, now it's... and it's it's right down the road over here. And then on, like, the first weekend of, like, the month, they have, like, a little outdoor swap meaty market thing that's there, too. I got two things to add to that. One, uh, some old Austin. That place, Uncommon Objects, yeah. used to be the... And I, I feel safe saying this: the number one destination on South Congress. Yeah. Back in the day, before yeah. South Congress became like Hermes yeah. and Soho House and all that, uh, Uncommon Objects was a huge, had a huge space, kind of over by Lucy in Disguise, and that was the like that was the spot you would go when, to. When before, when we talked about like getting free movie tickets and drinking beer on first yeah. Thursdays, it was always at Uncommon Objects. Yeah, like they were like the they were like the, oh, really? the, the biggest show everything. in town. Yeah. It was the hub. Yeah, oh, I, I would say that was the South Congress hub back in the day, oh, wow. and they got eventually got priced out like everybody yep. else, and they moved over here. I just saw South Congress Books, which is a great fucking bookstore, uh, gr- kind of over by uh, Inoteca, Vespaio. Yeah, uh, they moved to Kirby Lane. They had to pack up, and uh, so now it's weird that South Congress Books is on Kirby Lane, but they are. Oh, weird. Uh, I think Lucy in Disguise is done too, right? Yeah, Yeah, they closed. Wow, crazy. Yeah. And nothing left for you guys. Other thing I was going to say is I assume it's still here, but a little further down in that same area you're talking about Mm -hmm. from radio is Casino South. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What is that? Casino El Camino? South. They have a South location. They have have for a decade or longer. I'm learning this too with you. I I had no idea. Yeah. Is it a bar? Yeah. It's open? Yeah. What the fuck? For 10 years? They don't have food. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't have food. I don't drink anymore. I've was, only... Dude, I was about to say, why are we not there yeah. every fucking day? Here, here's, I've only I can eat a hamburger. I can eat that hamburger and I yeah. don't have to go to a table. I've only been there once. This is back when I was still drinking, so uh-huh. maybe seven or eight years ago. And I walked in and just to, I just wanted to see it. Yeah. Right? And there was nobody there. Mr. Lifto was working the oh, bar. Yeah, maybe. And I was like, oh, shit, I, I love that dude. I haven't seen him in years. And he saw me, and I don't know him, uh-huh. but he was like, one of the old timers. And he just, like, bought us That's drinks awesome. all, and he Holy kept over coming and hugging me oh. and buying me drinks all night long. Like, like we were friends. Oh, that's so cool. He was just a nice guy. I, like, I yeah. don't, we never saw, knew my name, Yeah, we ever. see that dude all the time. But he was so sweet, yeah. and I was like, fuck, I'm coming to Casino South all the time. God, and then I rules. just never came back. That's awesome. I got drinking, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. I mean, this is a cool little area. I assume this it's is, still there. It's nice. Okay, I, I'll look it up and I'll check. On the yeah. way home, we'll talk about okay. it. Um, but now's the time uh, where we guess the name. That we all And we're love. about to get it right. Um, first time commenter on the subreddit says, I've discovered the name. Gus has said the name, and he's hiding the fact. Ugh, that any any long time RT listener has heard it. He says that it's Orange Monkey Eagle. <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny guess, but no. 
What? But he was so sure he made a whole topic and everyone said he was right. Uh, How about I got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't Andor my Austin. <laughs> Andor? I've never seen Andor, but I assume, I assume it's there's some tense it's, shit going it's, it's on. It's actually a really good show. You should watch yeah. it. It's really um, people have been a tour guard on the subreddit and if, and a bunch of other people have been uh, uh, posting anarchy me anything. What? Anarchy Anarchy me anything. That's it. Gus that's, is not a very That's that's what they that's what they're guessing. That's it. Are you serious? Yeah. One hundred percent. That is it. We're done. We're done. We're free. Are you serious? Yeah. Because in my dream, it was like the whole point of the podcast wasn't ask me anything, but without a topic, it was going to be anarchy. So it was anarchy me anything. We're done. We're free. We're free. We don't make the mug. We don't Shit, make stop the mug. Don't tell Tony. Should we bleep it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. No, we guessed it. We have to let the world oh, know. Tour guard? Tor, tor guard. All credit to uh, user slash tour guard. I really think this hypothesis is correct. It yeah. has to be it. Yeah. Detail, tour guard, yes. And that's when I found anarchy, me, anything. Here is the topic where he goes into all of, I mean, here's all the guesses. And then. So the, the big thing was when we got, when we got civil. That's a good name. When, though. We, when we got civil. If that's the name of the podcast, why it shouldn't be Anba. <laughs> so, so when we got civil goat coffee, that's uh, why I repeatedly said goats are anarchy. anarchy. Goats are, wow. should not be civil. I like my goats full of anarchy. That's the. I, I never really revisited it, but wow. I, I said it a couple times that episode, trying I, to bring anarchy to the front I'm of mind. I'm not let down by that name at no, all. No, me, I'll, I'll be, be, totally I'll be honest. honest. That's a good, like, I would have, if you would have pitched that name, yeah. I would have loved it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I really can't believe that we got the name, and that's... I was looking, I, I, I normally look away when Eric reads the guesses, because I don't want anything to, uh, on yeah. my face to, to give it away. I, but, like, I, I felt like you said it, and I had, like, a slow turn. You like, did. What did you just say? <laughs> it was like Rumpelstiltskin hearing his name. Wow. And screaming. What and was? What's the name of the person who Tor-guard. got it? Torgard. Can you spell T-O-R- that? T O R G A R D on Reddit. We need to send Torgard. Yeah. Some stuff. Can we put? I'm, is it too late to change the mug? So it just says <laughs> Torgard's Tor-guard. name. When uh, I'm gonna message Torgard right now and say, "Hey, don't tell anyone, but you got the name right. We'll reveal it next week." Congratulations. You want to tell him already, or do you want to wait? No, we got it. Do you want, wouldn't it be cool for Torgard to find, find out, out when he okay. hears it on the All right. show? Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. This is wow. I can't believe it fucking happened. I'm it not did. let down. No, me neither. I'm shocked. I, 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 it's a weird name. That's the thing. And that's why I kept trying to reinforce dream logic. It doesn't really... No, it does. It makes sense to me. It's not a ton of sense. But it's not like something you would come up with normally. No. Yeah. Wow. Tor guard, congratulations! Congratulations! I'll, I'll reach out. We have to send you something. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's, at least uh, a, a a couple mugs. That's fucking. Yeah, we, we need to talk to. All right, we'll figure it out on the way home. We need to talk to Tony about. Um, oh my god! What I'm exactly so happy. doing? I'm so relieved. We did it. Let's go home. We did it. We figured. We mission accomplished. And we're done. We're, I'm free. We did it. I'm free. I feel <laughs> like it's it's like a fairy tale. And I'm not disappointed in Good. you. Oh. I was so ready yeah. to hate you. Yeah. Well, um, we did it. This, I think, was my favorite episode of this podcast. Mine um, too. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> what episode number is this? I don't know, 35, I think. Uh, I think 37, but uh, whatever. What, uh, are, you, are you counting non-canon or no? No. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to uh, follow us on social, you can see pictures uh, from this episode and others at Anima Podcast. That stands for Anarchy Me Anything Podcast. Thanks for listening to the oh. Anarchy Me Anything Podcast <laughs> so, on, on Twitter I, and on Instagram. I own that domain. We can do something with oh it. Oh, my know. God. Wow. So you do have it. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, go to anarchymeanything.com and we'll, we'll figure it out. It might not be set up yet. <laughs> well, you got, you got a week out. to figure it out. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Any parting words for everyone listening? Thank you, Torgard. Thank, Thank you, Torgard. Thank you, Torgard. You're a legend. Wow.